burnout. But but burnout. But is it like burner boy out or like you know burnout or is it burnout? How yeah, is it, it is burnout. Like burn, fire mm. burn. That kind of burn. Burnout. It's it can be burner boy out do shy. Like it depends if you're but today we're talking about job burnout. But wait, 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 wait. Just before we start burnout, is Bonner Boy overrated okay. or not? Not be my mouth, Chigo. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got to answer the question, man. This is for real, though. <laughs> to me, I'm a fan. Like, I, I fuck with some of his music, but I'm not a diehard fan. I wouldn't say I'm a diehard fan of anybody, per se. Okay, yes, I am a diehard fan of some people. But it's not Bonaparte. So I won't say he's overrated because he has worked hard for some things and has good accolades to his name. He has a Grammy. And I think he has two Grammys now. So, of course, you can't say someone like that is overrated. He has earned his strides, but... Yeah, people... Well, he's there. He's up there. He's up there. I won't say overrated. He's not overrated to me. Well, you know, like people, the reason I'm asking, sorry, we're bringing this up. The reason I'm asking no, is sure. there's this, there's this tendency that we Nigerians have that when we don't, when an artist is not our favorite, we mm-hmm. kind of, it's not like we overrate, we underrate them, right? We say they're overrated just because they're not our favorite or when they're doing something good, we kind of undermine them. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and it's crazy because, I mean, let me give you an example. I fuck with Cole. I fuck with Kendrick. I don't think yeah. one one is competing against the other. Similar thing with Drake. I mean, I love Drake's music. I love Kendrick's music. But why yeah. does it, when it comes to Bonaboy, Whiskey, or Olamide, or this and that? You know, you know like, it's the it's the toxic fandom we have in this space, in this generation, in these times. It's not something that's peculiar to just our geographical location. Everybody is picking this star against this star. Everybody's pitching this lady against this lady, this artist against this artist, this footballer against it's either Ronaldo or Messi, it's Tiwa Savage or Yemi Alade, it's Bernard Boy, Whiskey or Davido, it's uh, Davido or Lamide, it's Davido over everybody else, it's Whiskey that's mashallah reigns supreme yeah. everything. Yeah. You get so everybody's pitching everybody against each other, but in when all is said and done. I would not say that Burner Boy or any artist is overrated. Like, sure, they have in their strides. If you see it easy, you go try, go studio, go see. Maybe you even run out. Maybe you try, run out. You get fucking. I've been fucking with um, this Burner's song recently. I cannot remember the name anymore. Outside this I cannot trust my neighbor. Ah, it's bank on it. Yeah, the song is bank on it. There's this South African musician I love so much, Loiso. Uh, he did a cover of it. I saw it on his TikTok and I downloaded the video. I have played that cover. It took a slower version of the song. I've always known bank on it was a great song, but it took a slower version a lot of good vocals and ballad like this song was slower in Loiso's cover for me to appreciate that wow this is some amazing songwriting that this man has in this song 
Like Burner Boy did a lot of good songwriting. That song. And when the song is slower, you get to listen to the lyrics. You get voice was there, but the lyrics stood out. And I was like, nah. And this back on it was in the album. I think he got his Grammy from. So for sure. I've always loved the song, but it took someone else to do a cover of it. For me to really listen to the lyrics, I was like, nah, this guy knew what he was doing. So I would not say he's overrated. Mm. All right. That's, that's, that's that. You can bank on it. You can put a hundred grand on it. Anything I said, I stand on it. In a private plane, I land on it. Hollywood and they call me Bangkoli. Cause I walk around with a bank on me. Shoot them Gangnam style, put the gang on them. Just my fingers up, I'm bang on them. Burnout is what we're talking about today. Of all hmm. the things that we could talk about, Nero decided to say, let's, you know, start a podcast with Burnout. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Is it, what did they worry you? What did be of all the things? Like, this is such a great <laughs> thing to talk about. But first of all, to our audience, to the young Nigerians that are currently listening, every single person that has ever worked a job in this life understands what burnout is. Maybe you do not currently know what a burnout is because of the language. But then again, in one little way or another, in a low, major, or a very, very critical way, I think every single person that has experienced working, either physically, remotely, uh, I don't know the nature of your job, but whatsoever job you do in this life, you must experience burnout at some point. Right. So quickly, so that we're not just talking about something that we do not like, give like a small um would i say definition per se what can you explain burnout to be like just something simple so for me i think burnout basically is an experience that maybe you feel like you don't have enough right so not yeah. enough energy not enough motivation, not enough um, um, strength, not feeling enough, right? And that feeling kind of like just, it takes over you. Maybe because you feel like you've given a lot, so you feel like you no longer have enough. So that, I, that that's what I would, I would, that's a simplified way I would look at it. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, that's correct. That's correct to say. Um, if I would give the Google definition, yeah okay so the google definition says that burnout okay this is kind of not the google definition but my notes from google would say that burnout is a special type of work-related stress a state of physical emotional exhaustion just like you said being tired when you feel like you're not enough so it's a state of physical or emotional exhaustion that also involves a sense of reduced accomplishment, loss of personal identity, and lots of stress. Like stress levels become like at a peak when whenever someone else, someone is experiencing burnout. I want you to actually like, you know, uh, 
like tell us about your experience you know personal experience with burnout oh sure so this one is back in yeah just before covid my first job in abuja you are you were aware you know the whole long details of everything so shortly after the whole recruitment process got the job we were led to understand that it's going to be mostly calls. So I was practically working on calls as a qualification agent, if I would say that. So I'm trying to like rush through the story because we do not have so much time. But really, we have all the time. So I first, it started softly. I got to understood on the job that our targets were not something that was attained to um, to the amount of work we put in. You could put the best amount of effort. You could put a whole day of effort and you could not get anything to, towards getting your target to get. And you could do the list and that day you're doing the list, you're meeting your targets. Like th these calls were shuffled randomly and you would not know who would be a qualified claimant and whatnot. So working um, as a probationary officer, even as a probationary officer, it took three days to get my first lead. And I was making so much calls. Sometimes I had to like, that's when I started doubting myself, like, am I not good in speaking English? And But my calls were good. You know how we do this, um, um, what's it called again? You and your um, team leads. This we do these caution sessions where my team leads all my team lead would always praise me for my calls, but I wasn't getting results, and, and I think that's when everything started. Yeah, so weeks into the job, after the whole first drama with them letting me go and them calling me back right that evening and resuming the job and everything, so. I think at this this particular period, I was in PIP, that is a personal improvement plan. I was on my way to getting fired. I had not been to my target and everything. So I got this call from this man, and the man was totally, it wasn't sounding like someone that would get this. Okay, so a, a, a brief detail, let me just give some detail into this. Like, the pre-qualification I was doing then, it was supposed to be for united states citizens yeah and this man was nigerian this man was sounding so nigerian this man was on the call for his wife who was sick that had a yoruba name and this man was sounding so much like a yoruba man. and already i had this prejudice in my mind like this man is nigerian this man would not get this so i've always had that opinion but because of my employer and i was duty bound to make the call i was duty bound only to disqualify a claimant when i see they are not qualified by the response they gave me when i've asked them a question so i continued with questioning this guy and i don't know into the calls out of 13 questions i was at number four i noticed myself losing breath. This man was crying on the call. He was telling me about how his wife was just rushed to the hospital. And immediately, that the, I, I think that just triggered me. I had been, I think it was about 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. that night. I'd been on calls with no lead. 
and this is a claim and crying on the phone to me with me feeling like this person is not going to guess it and that's when the whole burnout something set in i immediately had like that was the first time i experienced a panic attack in my life don't 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 blame me but i used to feel like this is a white people shit like i did not feel like <laughs> i did not feel like a black person could get a panic attack not until it happened to me i literally a black guy guy a nigerian man not even a black a nigerian man like me guy like i was losing breath i i could remember seeing my desktop screen i was unable to read it like with each um with each word i saw i was losing air like i was struggling to say the words it's like having sleep paralysis where you cannot move or do anything so with all the strength i had i just stood up i stood up my i think my tail seat was behind my head so I just stood up and walked to her and said, I cannot make this call. And there were tears almost coming out from my eyes. And I was like, I can't breathe. And immediately I just, she was just, she understood. I was just like, I should go get some air. And she would go on to take the call. Now, I had to run. This was me leaving the whole still breathless or gasping for breath, rather. Then I ran downstairs. It was going downstairs. I started to like be able to breathe. I had to like hold myself. That's when I noticed like, oh, I'm allowing these stresses get to me. I'm allowing this. I had to like call myself back to other. Then I think from that day, I, I, I just developed this whole I really cannot come and kill myself um, vibes. Like at that job, like I make sure to put in the input. But since my leads are not tied to my input, then if it comes fine, if it doesn't come, I'm not going to doubt myself. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to feel like I'm less of an employee or I am the wrong employee just because I cannot um, make those leads or get my targets at the point in time. So that's just all that being story. But man, that experience was crazy. Sometimes I think back at it and now so if I'm even laughing at myself because I can imagine the way everything go went. I can like remember the memory, me seeing my screen. I can remember it was the fifth question I couldn't read. And I, I, saw, I can see myself like running out. And, oh, man, that really was some white people shit. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> so, see, you want to give us like a story about your burnout experiences? Personally, I think I've had burnouts like twice in my my life that I can recall. And I could recall the the, the first one. It wasn't until I, I mean, I had to quit right it drove me to the yeah. point where i had to quit the job um so it was the second one then i i started seeing like the symptoms of what happened the first time and those were that was when i realized oh this is what is happening and i could manage it better right so i think it started sometime um after you know the post pandemic um i just gotten served breakfast and I, I, I don't laugh. <laughs> I, I had, I, I, people um, read the sound. Yeah, So I, I had to like commit. Uh, I, I moved my thoughts. Um, I mean, I'm an all-in and all-out person most of the time. So I moved my mind from from everything else and just like focused on work. And I made a commitment with myself, with God. So somehow I just got really dedicated to work up to the point where I didn't even have time for myself or my bros. 
And I mean, right, that was around around the time you, you'd you gone back to Zaria. Ivan was always working a lot. And so I just focused on working, right? That was the only solace I had. And I got to this point where I was doing really, really well at work. Like I, I grew exponentially, so to speak, um, right up until the point where um, a new information came in. So uh, something personal happened to uh, 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 um, to me. A friend of mine actually got some bad news and they were dealing with it. And because I was close to them, I was helping them, you know, go through that phase. I had to like go through those emotions with them uh, uh, in a way, right? So all of that together and then my rent situation came up. So at that time I was having challenges with raising up my rent because it was going to expire, uh, I think towards the end of the year and we're supposed to pay ahead right and yeah. it was it was really tight i was really choking at that time so you know the rent thing coming in kind of like made me unstable and at that point i started feeling like okay is this work actually worth all the effort that i put in because i work so hard i don't earn as much as i should i can't even fucking you know raise my own rent i can't help the people that are close to me that need assistance and that was a tough pill to swallow. So what I did was I started distracting myself because my work, uh, the 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 ordinariness of my work became more vivid. Like there was nothing interesting. Luckily enough for me, um, my company started to expand into other areas. So I kind of like focused my attention in those places. And everything kind of like just became um, coming at me at the same time. I couldn't still raise my rent. I was struggling with, you know, dealing with my work being mundane. There was nothing interesting. And I remembered, like, at that point was when I remembered the first time I had a burnout and how I thought the easy way out was to, you know, just leave the job, right? And I remember I I spoke to a couple of friends. That was when I was coming around um, to Zaria quite a lot of time, if you remember. And I was having a lot. On my mind, I was not functioning as I could, as I should. Luckily, uh, like something that you mentioned, that you could put in little effort and still get great results. At some point, my results were still good, but I was just really not satisfied with the work I was doing because I felt like, you know, if I work this hard, if I make this hard for my company or the company I was working for at the time, why should oh. I not get enough to at least cover my rent? And then. I started projecting like my problems out there, you know, into the people and the situations and the, the, the people I was involved with, you know, it got so bad that I almost got evicted from my house and I'd given up. So I I literally told myself and I called Ivan because I remember when we had this conversation, I called him, I said, bro, listen, at this point, I don't know how I'm going to get this rent. I don't know. How I'm gonna continue with this job? Because I feel I feel shitty. I feel like uh, I'm not good enough. Because if I'm good enough, I should be able to see this kind of events come up and plan against them, right? And it really tore me in pieces at the time. But somehow, when I'd given up, right? I mean, you know the story. God came through last minute. Um, you know, which literally like bounced me from where I was to like a much, much more better place. Uh, And, but I would just say that, you know, that experience for me 
that that phase where I struggled, I struggled to go to work, fam. I struggled to stay at the office. I remember having conversations with my boss then at so many times that I felt like, you know, the work was, I was not feeling excited. I was always looking for something to excite me. But what I didn't realize was no matter the new thing that I got, I was still not feeling that excitement. I was still feeling drained. And it was much, much later that it it dawned on me that I was actually going through a process. I was going through a period. And I wasn't to be blamed for that because I just didn't have to give. Unlike what I thought, I thought it was what I was getting that was the problem or what I was not getting that was the problem. But it was I didn't have any tank, any fuel left in my tank. So that the whole burnout thing it's you know not the best experience i'll, I'll tell it you that not but it, it was something that i i had to go through because i really am grateful i did trust me Nero. at the, at the time where i knew that i had to give up because i like i lost answers that was that was that was that was tough so that, that that's my that's experience you know, you know, there's this saying about um, we learn our best lessons from our bad experiences. There, there's nothing, there's nothing um, particularly considered a bad. Okay, no, yeah, you can say you have a bad experience, but then there are always lessons to learn from these experiences. So it's good that you say things like you're grateful for the experiences. That means you knew the lesson to get from it. So that that's a good one in my in my books. I'll consider that a good one. So um, one more observation. You said something about you struggling to like um go to work daily and everything. So it, was that because now that you don't become big man? So is, is that because you still do it? That I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> because you don't swear, I mean, waiting. <laughs> why, why are you not changing, bro? Why are you not changing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, no, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. See, you want to explain yourself. <laughs> okay, okay, now to a more serious question, though. To a more serious question. Do you okay. think this is something that we can avoid in the Nigerian space? Like, do you think burnout are something we can proactively avoid? If we can, then can you give us some how, how we can go about avoiding burnout? Mm, I doubt. I, I, that's a good question. Um, but I, I really doubt that it is avoidable. I think it's a situation that we manage. And, and I say this with all good intention. I mean, we're we're at the current point where we are right now in Nigerian industry is, you know, modernization and um, manufacturing, right? Yeah. So we're not being forced automation exactly. We're not being forced to change our ways, and honestly, at, never had there been any point in the history. And and I'm willing for anybody to prove me wrong. I mean, I'm a millennial, but I don't think there's been any point in the history of Nigeria where the, the the demands at work were this high. We're literally like a, at an all-time high standard because all the companies, all the industries, everybody's trying to like become, you know, what they see in the Western world. You know, companies True. are trying to 
companies are trying to um, scale up. They are trying to outgrow at a pace that it's much more faster than we've ever seen before. So, and, you know, companies are made of people. And I think that we are not prepared mentally for that. Those, those, those rapid I, I think it brings, it brings a higher expectation on employees. Yes. And that's, what, that's a, a, a quicker road to burnout, you know, because when expectations are higher and more so rewards are not increasing as expectations increase. Like, you know how um, my job was at Abuja where every day we had orders and they keep talking about a new system, it, it's, the script's changing, that, oh, we're underperforming and everything. But when it comes to, like, reward system, when it comes to, like, increments of salaries, then that is something that has to be deliberated for, like, months. Months. And we're given news that Nobody ever sees the dates forthcoming, you know. Until I left that place, uh, they never implemented the salary increments that they were always talking about. But when it's about like to change, and uh, when it's about to change a system that would bring better productivity, that would bring that would uh, would provide more efficiency from the employees, they are always quick to do that. So I think that's like a very short road towards leading to burnout because sometimes these people are cool. These employees are cool with whatsoever system they're working with. Then you implement a drastic change and you're not so forthcoming to ease them into it. You want productivity in as much as you're changing a system immediately. And sometimes when people cannot adapt to these system changes, I think that's like a short road to experiencing burnout because you are then stressed. And when you're stressed, you're not immediately thinking to yourself like, oh, okay, this is as a result of this or that. And you continue and you dwell in that stress. You doubt yourself. You notice yourself that, oh, you're pouring all your energies into just your work and you're not necessarily getting better output as much as you put in and then you be uh, uh, from that doubt it just piles into like the worst things and you just experience maybe after a day at work or during your day at work you're just fatigued you're unable to meet up your deadlines you're unable to do your work you're always procrastinating now because there is no form of um, joy that your job brings anymore so that I think that that's one more thing that that needs to be said. I couldn't I couldn't agree more, bro. I couldn't agree more because it's a loophole, right? You get fatigued because you're stressed. You're stressed that you're not meeting your targets or you're not delivering efficiently enough or you're not adapting as quick as you can to the new processes or the new systems. And then yeah. you get more stressed thinking about you being stressed. And yeah. it's, it's, it, yeah. just go, it's, it just goes on that, and on that and on. Just, and that just is a very fucked thing to be true. I swear, I swear. The, the, when you know you are fucked being stressed is when you actually are stressed off, thinking that, oh, more, I'm stressed. And that's the, and the fact that you are, you are stressing yourself to come up with this realization and mind blown. You're just fucking yourself up, bro. You're just fucking yourself up. Like, at that point, eh, <laughs> At that point, no man, no man, no man. That's not a good place to be in. That's not a good place to be in. And, and if 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 businesses are transforming at a rapid space, um, sp um, speed, and the the remuneration 
salaries are not, not transforming that fast. And people are expected to make, you know, new deadlines. And, you know, it, it becomes a point of, oh, the reason your salary is not changing is because on the old process, you're supposed to meet this deadline, but you're not meeting that. So let's do this new process so that you meet your former deadline. So because we're still trying to get you to achieve your former deadline, your former target, your salary cannot change. In order for your salary to change, you need to first of all meet your old target. Well, I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this for everybody listening. I'm sorry to cut you short. I'm just going to say this for everybody that is listening. See, refuse to kill yourself. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> guy. I <laughs> swear, refuse, refuse to kill yourself because employers be out for your life. They might not say it. Some employers be really out for your life because that salary they are paying you you will work it with sweat. You will work it. You are going. You are going to provide it what to them. And sometimes some some of these people are. Should I say incompetent? Uh, oh God, English one for me. You know, you cannot compensate them. That's what I want to say. Uh-huh. Since the grammar is not coming, I'm going to say it like that. You cannot really compensate your employers. You can meet a deadline today for an employer. And tomorrow they are thinking about upskilling. Tomorrow they are thinking about more productivity. Tomorrow they are thinking about reaching more people. And you cannot blame them really because as humans, if you have a business, you always want to grow. You always want to grow. But having a burnout is some of the side effects. Like, yes, growth is good for a company. The employees get burned out. So that's just it. So just try not to kill yourself. Make sure you're doing the work. Make sure you're actually putting the work in. Try not. And I think that, you know, what people, what we need to realize, especially in this corporate uh, corporate um, structure, corporate Nigeria that we're talking about, even in relationships, is that no matter what you give, if, you know, if the person that you're giving to doesn't see it, the way they, if it's not in their way, of expectation, it doesn't matter really, right? You see people that work hard, work a lot, go to work two for seven. I mean, you could just spend your whole life every day, two years of your life working day and night and your employer doesn't think you're you're fit for the job. I swear. And and it's the same thing with any relationship and it's really fucked. You could be giving everything you want to someone and they don't just see it. They don't just get it. And Imagine you burning yourself out for a job that fires you still. Guy. Oh. And then you have to deal the with the pain. depression. Oh, the pain. So, so that's just it though. It's crazy. It's crazy. Always look out for yourself. I'm saying this to you that's listening now. Always look out for yourself. That's not self I know the year word. I know the year word. <laughs> <laughs> I get to come out. I wish I could take my own advice. Guy, no. I think I think maybe going on we might need to do an episode on that. But that's for like later talk. Quickly, let me just ask this. Like what are the ways to like get through burnout like so that we have like a structured answer to give out to this person listening that might be experiencing a burnout or they just found out they are experiencing a burnout how do they come out of it 
so quickly just give us an answer well if you say again sir well i'll speak from my own experience i would say give up right <laughs> if give up give up control just give up um okay. i i i i mean it might hurt the people that you're with but give up and when i say give up not give up on the job but give up on trying to find the solution and just do what you can do return to the basics you know it's the same thing with like football like i mm -hmm. i like to i like to think a lot of the things that i do as a footballer in the sense that you have a footballer that is going through a bad patch and you mm -hmm. see them trying to do a lot to get form trying to do some sort of magic with the hope that they will rediscover their fire but usually when you try harder you you get exhausted more and the more exhausted yeah. you are the least likely you are going to figure out how to you know come out of that situation so for Pretty me well. what what i what i have done over time is i give up i accept that i'm having a burnout i accept that i'm not meeting the demands are crazy the targets are crazy you know mm -hmm. and you want to speak up this is something that recently even happened to me i i had to see my mind and with all respect, of course, uh, as disrespectful as you can, if maybe. With due respect, that comes with immediate disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, express yourself. Um, you don't have to, uh, obviously, you can't say some things to your employer or you get fired, but find a way to express yourself without, without losing control, without being disrespectful to them. But when you do that, when you accept, you know, that situation, I mean, when I did, when I gave up and I expressed myself, it, it, it doesn't make you feel better, but it just helps. And I think the most important thing that anybody can do when you're going through a burnout is to look for the things that actually give you energy, right? This podcast, for example, is a very good example of that. Yeah. We're, doing, we're, we're doing this because we actually enjoy this conversation. We're, we talk True. all the time. We literally spend hours talking every week. Wow. This has been an awesome conversation. I, 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 I won't lie, for sure. As always, uh, bro. As always, bro. Who doesn't, who doesn't know you? doesn't know I used to enjoy things like this for free. <laughs> uh, this has been awesome. We also want to hear what you think. What's your experiences with burnout? We want to hear stories. I think we, we have our email up. Um, you can reach out to us via this podcast. I'm sure... I'm sure there are platforms, there are ways on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts for you to be able to reach out. You can reach out to us. You can send us an email. You can interact with us via our Twitter. Everything, all our details would be made known via this podcast. But on Twitter, you can follow us at Zion underscore Express. That's yeah, Zion underscore Express, the Ubonge Podcast. And you can find our podcast at Zion Express Podcast on Spotify, on Anchor, on Google Podcast, on Apple Podcast. All right. That's been an entertaining conversation. I hope you've been entertained. Um, we, we release our episodes every Thursday, 1 p.m. Nigerian time, West African time. Don't mind this guy oh. when he give us GMT. Uh, <laughs> We we hope you we hope you've enjoyed yourself. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Um, you know, 
Nothing else from me, Nero. All, all yours. Okay. Do well to like. Do well to subscribe. Do well to share. Share this to a friend and share this to a colleague. Yeah. All so, right, signing out, this is General. Have a wonderful week ahead of yourself. Yeah, Tehiri. And you are on to the Obo hey. podcast. <laughs> See ya, guys. Next Thursday.